Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire, where coaches learn skill mastery, business mastery, and life mastery at a whole new level. If you're ready to create a meaningful coaching business that makes a difference, you're in the right place. And now your host, Master Coach Instructor, Molly Claire. Okay, today's episode is a little different, and I'm so excited to have you here. Tracy Goodwin is here. Hello, Tracy. Hey, I'm so glad to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is so exciting. Tracy and I met at the Fearless Business Workshop last month, and I heard amazing things about Tracy and what she does with people with their voices in a really interesting and different way. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you, or actually having Tracy share with you, what she does exactly. We're going to talk about it. And I'm going to be a little vulnerable too, because she's going to listen to my voice on the fly and you get to find out some things about me from Tracy right here. (laughs) So let's do it. So Tracy, tell my audience more about what it is you do exactly. So in a short form, I coach voices, but a lot of times when we think coach voices or voice coach, we think, oh, you're going to teach me to sing, or you're going to teach me to articulate better. And all of that is true, but that is not what I do. What I do is is a unique methodology that I call psychology of the voice. And I literally tell people what is going on in their head and how it is creating voice habits that are not working for them. And then I tell them how those microscopic sounds are being processed in the subconscious of their listener. So I'm, I'm working with voices, but from a subconscious level to get people to the next level of success. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love it. It's so interesting because we all know we get impressions from people when we listen to them. Right. And so this is kind of cluing us into why that is what it is we're hearing. Yes. And, and really, I think the voice is the most underutilized and most valuable asset we have. Science has now come in and I'm I'm a big researcher and I'm a big data person, Mm -hmm. Molly. And science has now come in and said, okay, we determine who you are based on what we hear in your voice. And what I find in my work is far too often people are being misrepresented. They're putting a voice out that isn't really who they are. And people are making decisions and not realizing, oh, that's the coach to help me because Mm -hmm. that coach is being something other than who they really are. Are there sounds in their voice Mm -hmm. that are being misinterpreted? So it's a really, it's something that people don't think about, but it's so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like when someone's talking, it's not like, oh, we're hearing what's really going on behind the scenes, but sometimes we're actually not hearing it. We're maybe making a negative judgment possibly about someone when really that's just because they're not really being authentic. Definitely, definitely the authentic piece for sure. The sounds are microscopic. I mean, somebody told me, a client one time told me, you work in sounds the size of a grain of sand, Tracy. And I said, but have you ever gotten a grain of sand in your eye? Mm. Right. And it's all going down subconsciously. So yes, it's about authenticity or connection or being something you're not, or here's where it gets really even more heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. I am being misinterpreted 
with the wrong intention mm. or the wrong message. And I can give you an example of that. Let me say somebody is uh, hardcore. I have to get the words right. Mm. And they're thinking about the words and they're going to then automatically have a hesitation in their voice. Mm-hmm. And your subconscious can process that as, does she even know what she's talking about? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, yeah, we, I can see that, that we misinterpret all the time. I know. Well, anyone who's in, in a close relationship knows what that's like, right? I think about the times my husband and I totally misunderstand and not just misunderstand, but misinterpret intentions because of stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there's the obvious ones like certain tone, Mm -hmm. raw emotion, or something is extreme as passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Those are those we consciously recognize. Mm-hmm. I like to get in there and work with the the ones that are being assessed subconsciously, but really and truly, part of the magic of the work is in the confidence and the inner freedom in the person I'm working with mm-hmm. to finally be able to show up as who they really are. Yeah, because I find people aren't. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love it. What came to me as you were saying that is I love this idea of people really being able to be seen and understood for who they really are. Because isn't that, we all want that, right? We really all want to be understood. And you, in a sense, are helping people to be understood in a real way. That's it. That, that is one of, if not the, the favorite things for me about the work. And I call it getting people back to one. Mm. I believe that we were all born with this. I mean, watch children, Mm. right? What they're, they're loud and they're quiet and they're this and they're that. Give me a 40 year old that does that, right? They work on one note. Mm. So it's really an unlayering process because what we have done in our lifetime is listen. And this is not, this is not, I don't mean this as a negative, but We've listened to the world tell us what we need to be. Mm-hmm. And we've, yes. we've buried who we really are. Mm-hmm. And that to me is what the work is about, is showing up as who you really are. Mm-hmm. And the data is, is stunning right now. Mm-hmm. That is what people are seeking. Mm-hmm. I need to connect with you. I need to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so exciting. You know, I was saying I'm, I was a little nervous about being vulnerable and having you evaluate me, but I'm really, I'm feeling more excited now about oh, this good. idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, good. That's good. That's progress. So one thing I want to ask you too, so obviously this is fascinating and we've talked about why it's so valuable. What do you see in a practical sense with your clients, maybe that you're working with in their business and how this impacts them? You know, I can, I can make one statement and say next level, mm-hmm. it takes them to the next level yeah, now I for everybody, right. For everybody, that's a little different. It could be next level in money because mm-hmm. that's a place where a lot of voice things that are problematic come out when I yeah. ask you to buy something from me. Right. Yes. So it, it can be in leveling up money. It can be in increasing following. It can be in I'm finally getting visible. You know, I love it when that person that has wanted to do the podcast or wanted to show up on video, now they have the tools to do that. 
And for many people, it's literally confidence and inner freedom. Like I've mentioned, just that I am not worried about what you are thinking about me. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. And I would imagine that they have a lot more genuine connections in the people that are coming to them. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. So one thing I want to ask you too, and then I'm going to, we're going to do a little evaluating of my voice. Why is it that you do this? What is it that drew you to this? Because I I can tell that you love what you do. You're passionate about it. Tell us a little bit. So this is a great question. And I and then I'm going to go the opposite direction of what you may think. I ran from this work. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that is struggling with any kind of imposter syndrome or purpose, how could this be my purpose? I was actually raised in a family which was generational at that time where children were to be seen and not heard. And I was basically not allowed to speak. Mm. So the irony that my purpose was a voice to be a voice coach. And, you know, I started speaking at a young age. I had, I could hear voices. I can hear layers in people's voices. I had this knack for it, but in my mind, there was no way that was my purpose. I was literally Jonah in the belly of the whale. I became an actor I became a director. People kept finding me to coach their voices. And finally, one day I just relented and I said, okay, I get it. And the rest is history. And I love it. It's like, this is always supposed to be it. This is in you, right? It's this Mm -hmm. gift that you have and have the potential to be squashed, but it wasn't. Here you are. No. And in retrospect, I can look back and I can say, okay, that upbringing helped me maximize this gift. Yeah, I can see that. Right? It wasn't a negative. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So fascinating. Yeah, it really, we really do all have a purpose and a gift. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it makes zero sense, Mm -hmm. like in my story, but I can't imagine doing anything else. I can't imagine... And what I've been able to create with this gift, the research that I've been able to do and the, the impact that I've been able to make on people's lives. I just, Mm -hmm. I mean, every, it lights me up. You are right. I love it. Well, and I, I love, I want to just highlight this because I'm such a believer with all of my clients on helping them lean into their gifts and be uniquely them because, you know, coaches seem to be a dime a dozen now. And where do I fit? And who are my people? And do I, or does my work really matter? And it does. And I think when we can really open up to understanding and seeing what it is that we are uniquely gifted at and lean into it, that's when the magic happens. That's when you find your people. That's when you make the difference. It is so, so, so true what you just said. And, you know, we have to really get comfortable in the uncomfortable of our own uniqueness. Mm -hmm. Right. And I went through the same thing. You know, I taught technical voice coaching, speak louder, do the thing. Mm -hmm. And it ate me alive Mm -hmm. because I knew there was something different. I could hear things differently. And so we have to get really okay. And I think a big part of it is judgment. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of judgment around voice. That is one of the biggest things I deal with. Mm -hmm. And we have to really bring the tentacles back in and go, okay, 
I'm going all in on these seven layers of of sounds yeah, I can yeah. hear in people's voices. And if they think I'm crazy, well, I, I, I'm good with that. Yeah. You know what I love about that too, is that from the outside, it may seem like doing basically the same thing, right? Voice mm-hmm. coaching right. by guiding in this other way. But for you, that difference and the way you could use your gift mattered. And so it wasn't the same. And I like to say it was eating you alive. I think this is so true of my coaches who are out of alignment in their business. They're not mm-hmm. quite leaning into it. And it seems so similar, but it's not at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. You all have a uniqueness. Sure. Typical voice coaching. That's a part of my thing here, but there is a nuance Mm -hmm. and, and getting comfortable in the risk. Mm -hmm. Talk about vulnerability. You said vulnerability earlier. You got to, you know, tell people you hear voices. (laughs) What do you do for a living? I hear voices. Okay. Get comfortable with it. It is your kryptonite. Mm -hmm. Make it work for you. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm excited to have you tell me a little bit about my voice. And I have to mention, Tracy and I were just talking about this when we met. I was with Amy Gianni, my sister, and people think that we sound alike. Our parents would mistake us when we would call, right? And not know who it was. And to Tracy, our voices sound completely different, which is completely, so fascinating. Completely. But I can see why, because she and I are, we're very different. We certainly have some similarities, but we always say, we're exactly the same and we're completely opposite at the same time. And it's like that, that's what you could hear. So yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. 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 Totally different in my ear. Uh-huh. Okay. So okay. See, here I am. <laughs> okay. So let's let let's just set this up a little bit. I'm gonna tap into my listening ear. And the first thing I want to say is nothing is bad. I do not believe in bad. Well, I mean, there's bad in the world, sure, but I don't believe in bad voices. There are voices and there are voices that perhaps we can add more layers to or make even better, mm-hmm. right? I learned a long time ago that it that part of this gift meant I had to shoot straight, mm-hmm. right? It does not serve you for right. me not to. Right, right. And I think even for my coaches listening, this is so similar to what we do, right? Because Tracy, you have to go into this place where you're listening. You're not always Mm -hmm. in that mode. It's the same thing for me as a coach. I'm not thinking about what's going on in people's minds and emotions all the time when I'm talking to them, unless I'm coaching, right? Right. So there's that place we go into and we have to be honest, right? We have Mm -hmm. to be clear and true about what we hear and what's happening. Absolutely. And it, and it really becomes about where am I working from? Am I working from a place of takedown or am I working from a place of I am your greatest champion? Now listen to this. This is so super cool if we roll mm. this in. Okay. So what I'm going to do, and I've, and I don't, I couldn't walk around listening. <laughs> I couldn't do that all the time. Right. No. <laughs> I mean, that would be, that would be exhausting. So I'm going to just have you talk for a little bit. I've already got some thoughts and some of when I work with people, I work off of sounds. Okay. I work off of microscopic sounds. I can hear what I want to hear and I can hear what I hear and I can hear all the way down to the heart. Mm -hmm. So I ask a lot of questions because I'm chasing patterns based on sounds I hear. Okay. And I already know I have some questions with you. 
So I want you to just talk for a minute. I'm going to be listening and making some notes. And the the thing that you said about vulnerability, I want people to put this in the perspective of vulnerability and voice is, are you letting me in or are you keeping me out? It's not about the deep, dark details about your life. Are you inviting me in? And, and that that softens the edge on it a little bit too, I think, right? Yeah. It's, it's a good thing yeah. being vulnerable, yeah. right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So let me get my zone. Okay. Okay. All right. Tell me, tell me about your, your work. Tell me about how long you've been doing your work and what you love about it. Okay. So I have been, I already felt myself getting a little nervous when you asked full disclosure. <laughs> Um, so I started coaching in 2014 and what I love about my work, one of the things that I was speaking to you earlier about is that uniqueness that you have. And something that I've come to discover about myself is that I, part of my, what I call unique genius is leading liberation in my clients. And so what I do at a surface level is I help my clients build their businesses, overcome fears, overcome limiting beliefs. What I love to do is really empower my clients to believe that they can create and be whatever it is that they want. And so I think for me, there are different niches that I've done, different people that I've worked with, different things I've done. But at the core of all of it, it is leading that liberation for them to be themselves and not not be stuck, not be limited by what anyone thinks around them. So that's a little about what I do. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Now, why did you get nervous? I don't know. Cause I'm nervous even now <laughs> as I'm saying that because I think there's that part of me and my brain, right? That if, if I were telling you all of that and I didn't think that you were analyzing me, I would, it would feel more authentic and purposeful to me, if that mm-hmm, makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas as I was telling you, I was saying all the things, but what I was feeling inside was a little bit of nervousness. Like, what is she thinking? And I don't right. normally feel that way when I right. tell people what I do because right. I love what I do. Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to start with that right there because that's valuable for your, your audience. Yeah. I have a lot of people, they'll say, well, if I, if I'm there, I do this. And if I'm there, I do that. But my students are like, what's she going to do today? Right. Mm-hmm. I like people to be blindsided Mm -hmm. because the world blindsides us. Mm. Oh, that's so true. (laughs) Okay. So the fact that you're, you got a little nervous in this moment because I was Mm -hmm. analyzing you is so valuable. Mm -hmm. Does that alter who you really are in any way? Mm -hmm. And it can be microscopic. Remember I'm working in, in microscopic sounds. Is that a bad thing? No, nothing's bad. But that's something to look at. Okay, why is this? Is this what she thinking? Mm-hmm. That is a microscopic remnant mm-hmm. of a possible peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, all right, which yeah. is on my list. And I want to say something else real quick. I have a lot of people that they've done a lot of inner work. They've done a you know, which is great. There are two components to this. There is the inside job. And what was left behind in the muscle memory. So I could say to you, I hear peacekeeper 
and you could say, well, I'm not, I'm not that anymore. Yeah. Okay. I've worked on that. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's a mic that was a microscopic bit Yeah. where there was a remnant left in your muscle it, memory. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I have done a lot of work on it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big one. It's oh, a big yeah, one. Absolutely. It's, it's huge. That's the number one mask I see women especially wear. I see it in yeah. men, but yeah. they tend to gravitate more to needing to prove. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I heard a little bit of peacekeeping. There is, I, I think I even asked you this when I met you, and this is a crazy question. Does it feel like your sound is stuck in the back of your throat when you talk? I don't think so. Uh, I think not, I asked you that. I'm not even sure that I understand what the question means, if that makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't seem that way to me. Right. Okay. Do you grind your teeth? I do. Okay. There it is. All right. So what I'm listening for in that is, and this sounds absolutely insane. Okay. Mm-hmm. It sounds like your sound is splitting and not wanting to flow straight out of your mouth. Hmm. It is, but your subconscious is trying to keep it from flowing out. And that's what this, it's all of the subconscious has laid all this in. Yeah. So before you were five, some teacher said something or somebody said something and your subconscious went, don't worry, I've got this. And in that instant, a voice habit was created. Mm-hmm. You have a higher pitched voice, mm-hmm. but I think that's who you really are. I don't yeah. feel like that is a put on on any level. And I have had that happen before where people oh, were kind of nicer. They, you know, they, they have a real extreme of, I got to be nice. Oh yeah. Very common. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, that's not what that is your real voice. Yes, it is. <laughs> right. Okay. And it's great. And you are owning that real voice. But there is some kind of hitch, and I think it's in this jaw. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's another layer of playing bigger Mm -hmm. where it's, and you're not, it's not an intentional thing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like your jaw is grabbing Mm -hmm. and not letting it go. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me just because obviously I have and do a lot of internal work. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I notice sometimes in some ways in my life, I appear and seem very assertive, like I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to take care of things. But there's this part of me behind that says, but you're not really allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. So I even, I experience that where inside I feel like I'm a little too afraid. I don't, there's a part of me that doesn't really believe it's okay Mm -hmm. for me to have what I want or, or have needs or wants. Mm -hmm. So I even experienced that. And I don't know if it's the same thing, but that's what came up for me when you mentioned it. It's a hundred percent the same thing. That's your driver. That's your driver and your voice stories. I call them voice stories. They are, they are uh, tapes and that, you know, tapes, I guess the MP3, whatever they let, you know, tapes running in your head that are holding a voice habit in place. And that is so common. The one that you just mentioned, I deal with it every day. Yeah. I can't, I don't want to get in trouble is a big one for a lot of my people. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. That's where it comes from. 
that's where it comes from. And it goes all the way back to who knows, probably before you were five, it could have been for three months ago, but generally it is because that one phrase and your subconscious went, don't worry, I've got this and Mm -hmm. probably started locking your jaw down Mm -hmm. so that you would not be too, too, too much, too, too, to draw a line in the sand because people might not like that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, this is so interesting because I've been, I've been working with a tapping expert who is Mm. amazing and been really working on a lot of this, right. Being willing to have a voice, being okay with having needs. And, and I would imagine that that's probably naturally already made some adjustments in my voice too. Yeah, Yeah. 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 The, the question, what we have to do with those voice stories is a voice. So, so this is, let me say what, what I could give you a technique. I could say, okay, just speak louder, Molly. But if you have a story running in your head that says, if you do that, you are going to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. My technique is never going to stick. Mm-hmm. So we always have to go back to that, those stories and that core driver. And we can ask the question, is this ultimately true? Mm-hmm. Is it ultimately true that if I blow it out, people are going to be mad? Yeah. And then the second piece of that is, is that serving them even mm-hmm. if they are? Mm-hmm. And then there's the permission slip. A lot of this is permission slip to rewrite the voice story. And then we change the habit Mm -hmm. and that voice habit gets changed in, you know, I might plug in something like, if we went back to that dialogue and, and I, everybody's different. Everybody's stories are different. I'm always plugging in different things. But if we went back to that and said, and I said, well, give me some of that and really, really show me how you feel really work from that place of, I really need her to know I got to, I got to work from this message. I need to, I mean, fully express this mm-hmm. irregardless of what the noise in your head is. You pick a different voice habit in the muscle memory. Mm-hmm. We override it. Mm-hmm. So would it sound different if we went back and I said, just blow it out. Just how do you really feel? Don't hold back. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. So a question I have, I hope this, this makes sense. So as you're talking, what I'm hearing is that rather than telling someone, oh, just say it this way, you're going behind the scenes and helping to maybe question some of those beliefs or thoughts or the whatever happened long ago. And that naturally makes a shift in how the speech patterns go. It is both. It is both. It is an inside and an outside job. And I'll give you an example. Let's say somebody talks really fast. They talk really fast. And and the typical technical thing to do would be, you just need to slow down. Yes. yes. Right. But I'm over here going, "Uh uh-uh, we've got to find out why. Yeah. Why are you going fast? Now, first of all, it might be a part of who you really are. And I'm going to take that away. No way. I'm not going to take that away. If that's a part of who you are. I am not serving you by saying, well, you've got to slow down, but I want to know why you're fast. Are you trying to get to the other side of it to make sure you got it right? Mm -hmm. Are you struggling with all the attention on you? Do you feel like you're bothering me? 
I've got to get to that story and I don't have to do a deep dive on it, but I have to know, is that true? And you go, oh, no, that's ridiculous. Okay. Now we're not going to slow you down because that's a part of you, but we're going to roll in slow bits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now we have both because we need both. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering. So you work from behind the scenes, but also some, Mm -hmm. you can work from both sides. Both sides. Yeah. That's what I do like with my clients. It's like, okay, you're feeling this fear about moving forward. Well, let's address the fear and let's also set a plan to take the action. So you're working both both directions. Yeah. Yes. Inside and outside. It's critical because my research shows me that a typical voice technique won't stick. Yeah. Unless we, unless, right. Unless we go to the driver and I'm sure you see the same thing in your work. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. This is so fascinating because as you're saying that, even when you said some people talking fast, just maybe them, right? Like with mm-hmm. me, my voice is just high pitched. It, it's just higher pitched. Yeah. yeah. And I think so often that there are things about us that are just how we are and who we are. And I see this with my clients a lot of times where they question it. They see something that they think is maybe like, quote unquote, bad or wrong. So then they assume, oh, it's because of this fear or it's because of this or that. And sometimes that's not true at all. So I think Mm -mm. we need to be careful about just assuming those kind of things. Definitely. And I, I think for me, certainly in my work, the litmus test becomes, is it something you are hiding behind? Or is it who you really are? Like I've had people over the years, they'll be the defensive. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. No, that's a mask you're hiding <laughs> behind. That is not who you are. Now you might be a louder talker. Yeah. That may be true, mm-hmm. but that is a mask mm-hmm. that you're hiding behind that is not working for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. And, and we work, the world tells us, well, you got to be this. We're tracking data, right? I love it. We're tracking data right now on the old presentation voice. We, you know, we loved the, what my generation had, Walter Cronkite, uh-huh. you know, and it was this beautiful, <laughs> solid sound. People are vehemently rejecting that because we can't connect to it. Mm. I, I need to know who you are. And as a coach, so I need to hear in your voice that you're the person that gets me, that yes. has walked my path, that is on the other side of it and can help me. Yes. Critical. Yes. So yes, authenticity, being mm-hmm. real. What is it? What would you say it really means in relation to the work you do? I think authenticity in my world is showing me all the bits of you. Mm. We tend to work on a safe note, a, a let me be careful note, goes back to those stories, let me not be too much. Mm-hmm. And we need to roll in all the shades of you. I need to hear the pain. I need to hear the frustration. I need to hear the excitement. I'll hear people do it all the time. They'll say, I'm really excited to be here. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it. Let me hear your excitement. <laughs> so it's that reveal of how we feel that the world has said, oh no, don't bring feeling into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that's the only way I'm going to know you're the person for me. And if I don't hear that, I'm going to go look for the next one because I'm seeking a sound. Yes. Well, I, um, I do get excited about things. And what's funny is that 
as you were saying that, I think about even with my podcast, it's so easy for me at the beginning of every episode. I just want to say, I'm so excited to be here with you. And I've questioned that thinking, okay, well, you know, you've got to have a little bit of variety. Maybe this is too much. Are you really that excited all the time? But I genuinely am. And so I see those ways where we try to shift the way we really are so that it's acceptable to other people. That's it. And then it becomes a habit. You see, it becomes a habit in the muscle memory. We are going to draw from the top layer of muscle memory. Mm -hmm. So if I have convinced myself, don't be too much, Mm -hmm. I'm going to work in a box that is too small, Mm -hmm. right? Then everything's going to sound the same. And I'm over here thinking, well, I get really excited. I think I want to work with somebody that's really excited like me. You don't reveal that to me. Well, that's a missed opportunity. Yes. Oh, yeah, totally. Right. So, yes. And tell me, because you've you've talked a little about masks, but tell my audience a little bit more about what that is. What are these voice masks that you're talking about? This is one of my projects of love that I call voice masks. And it started years ago, by the way, I hear sounds and there would be certain sounds I would hear in people's voices. And I would literally feel a bulletproof glass come down between us. Mm -hmm. I was connected to them. Then I wasn't, I was connected to them. Then they shut me out. Mm -hmm. And so I really started paying attention to these specific sounds and I turned them into a list of what I call voice masks. Mm -hmm. And so let me give you an example. People pleasing is a, is a big one. So if I'm a people pleaser and I have a people pleasing mask right now, this is who I am. You come to my house. This is how I'm going to be. But if I decide in a minute that Molly is not happy with the way this interview is going, and I want her to be happy, then I'm going to not really be me anymore because you might think I'm being too dramatic. And so I'll neutralize everything because I need to please you. Do you see how I, it mm-hmm. becomes a vocal adjustment? Mm-hmm. I know I'm sitting here thinking, wait, Tracy, come back to right, me. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like you feel the bulletproof glass go down. Yes. And so people pleasing and needing to prove are the two biggest ones mm-hmm. that people pick up and they might pick up both, right? But they cut the audience out. They disconnect us. They create a representation of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I love the people pleasing example. I had a gal one time, she wasn't getting the big, big, big deals. She had a people pleasing mask. That's how I figured that one out mm-hmm. because they're thinking she's going in there, neutral people pleasing. Let me keep them happy. They're thinking, God, we got to find somebody passionate. Yeah. Right. Someone who's going to say something. Right. And she's the most passionate person ever. Mm. She wasn't revealing that. She wasn't showing up authentically because she had a voice story that said you're too much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. And when you talk about even even before you gave the example where you kind of neutralized Mm. it, when you talked about that bulletproof glass, I can think about times that I've actually commented to my husband when we've been listening to someone on TV or whatever. And I've said, have you noticed how it seems like they're being open? It Mm -hmm. seems like they're being vulnerable, but they're really not. The words they're saying seem to be that, but this person is closed off. There is a glass shield in front of them. Yes. Yeah. Such a great example. And that's, 
that's really after the last couple of years that we've all been through, I believe is why the trend has shifted. And that, you know, for years it was this, have this beautiful stage voice and, and, and it was captivating for a moment or for a time, but then you made that realization. It's like, well, actually, no, they're not letting us in. Mm -hmm. I don't know who they are Mm -hmm. because everything's beautiful. Right. So there's many voice masks. There's cheerleader. There's justification. I have a lot of justifiers. That's a mask. I have buffering mm-hmm. words, perfectionism. And we've got to, yeah, it's just, it's so cool, right? It is. It's so fascinating. So fascinating. So if you were to leave my audience with um, just a couple of things, I know you're, uh, your thing is captivate the room, right? That mm-hmm. is your, your business, mm-hmm. your website. And if we'll have all of your information in the show notes for our listeners too, but what does it really take to captivate the room? What would you tell my listeners that something they can do? I get asked that question a lot. And it's one of my favorite questions because I'm going to answer it in a way that you possibly would not expect me to answer it. Okay, good. I like those. Kinds. Okay. So to captivate the room, which ultimately means you're showing me all those shades of you, you have to create unpredictability. Mm. I should never know where you're going next mm. because the brain tells me to check out every four seconds mm-hmm. and the brain follows movement. And if you're trying to get it right, and if you're trying to be careful, and if you're trying not to be too big, you're going to do everything the same. And that is how you captivate the room is you show up and show me who you are. And you don't go to the place of worrying about what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. because you can't control that anyway. Mm -hmm. So you captivate the room by leaning into how do you feel about what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when you first said unpredictability, I started thinking about, okay, planning to make it unpredictable. But then Mm -hmm. I thought, truly, if we're being authentic and we're being ourselves, that is going to be unpredictable, right? Because we're just genuine and authentic. And that's interesting to people. Am I missing that? Or is there a connection there? No. And you're being unpredictable right now. Right? (laughs) Right? You're being louder. You're being quieter. Unpredictable is, you know, I don't deal in words too much. I will deal in in words. I deal in sounds. And it's that don't be afraid. Now I could talk about raw emotion. That's another episode, but don't be afraid to show me that excitement or to show me that you're very concerned, right? Do you see I'm creating unpredictability by leaning into how I feel and what is the experience I want you to have? Yeah. Yeah. Because I want you to know who I am. Right. Right. It's that, I mean, it just, to me, goes back to that genuine, authentic connection of Mm -hmm. being you and caring about the people you're talking to and wanting to convey an important message, like understand what they need Yes, and help to connect them with that. Yes. And I think from a voice perspective, because pillar one is all about uh, unearthing the stories and the noise and where we're working from. But one of the things that that I think would be helpful for people to lean into that. Let me show up as who I really am is exactly what you just said. What can I do to serve you? 
mm-hmm. has been where I've been working from today. And see, that lets me off the hook. Yeah. If I am focused on creating an experience for you and what do you need and what do you need to hear and how can I serve you and your audience, Molly, I'm off the hook to show up yeah. as you know a, a certain way. I can really be myself yeah. because I'm not making it about me. Right, right. Yeah, love it. So powerful. Well, Tracy, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. And thank you for letting me assess your voice. You have an amazingly unique and wonderful (laughs) voice. And I want you to keep, keep leaning into that. I will. Thank you. It is unique. I've always heard that my voice is unique. So yeah, I just, by the way, our people listening that are in our mastermind are going to get to enjoy uh, some working with you in our quarterly workshop. So we're really excited to have you there as well. I can't wait. That's going to be hands-on. Yes, that's right. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast you can check out www.thecoachingcollective.com for info about the ultimate program for coaches building a business. To find out more about Molly, you can visit www.mollyclaire.com. 